Christmas Traditions with Dr. Paige Patterson on this edition of Truth and Love. I'm Heath Lambert, and you're listening to Truth and Love, a podcast of the Association of Certified Biblical Counselors, where we seek to provide biblical solutions for the problems that people face. It is Christmas time, and we are thrilled to celebrate Christmas this week on the podcast with Dr. Paige Patterson, the president of Southwestern Baptist Theological Seminary. We are glad that you're with us, Dr. Patterson. And one of the things that we do on the podcast at Christmas time every year is talk to folks that our listeners are familiar with and have a ministry that they understand. And uh, we're glad that you've joined us on the podcast this week to talk about your life and ministry. So many people who listen to Truth and Love are going to know who you are, but fill out our understanding a little bit. Tell us about your ministry and place of service and how you came to be in that role. Well, uh, it was sort of humiliating, Dr. Lambert, because uh, my famous statement um, for many, many years was, one thing I will never be is anybody's president of anything. <laughs> and uh, it was a deep commitment of my soul to, to do evangelism, and I had no interest in, in any of this other. I've now been president of three institutions and uh, once president of Southern Baptist Convention. So uh, it's a way that God has of correcting you, uh, you know, to say, well, you're actually going to do what I want you to do. <laughs> and uh, so uh, that is how I became president of Southwestern Baptist Theological Seminary against my will, and uh, surely, surely, surely there are 50 million other people who would do a better job than I, but uh, my one claim to fame is I do love my students, and I love to see them do well. Mm. One question about your ministry, and you you are humble when you speak of this, but you were instrumental and deeply involved in the conservative resurgence of the Southern Baptist Convention. Uh, What is something about that decades-long effort and your involvement in it that was a surprise to you that people might not know about? Well, I'll give you a positive and a negative. I'll start with the negative. My negative surprise was uh, the lack of courage among preachers. Hmm. Um, we have uh, 40,000 something pastors in Southern Baptist Convention, and many of them would talk to me on the phone and tell me they were solidly with me, but uh, on the street, they would see me coming across the other side to keep mm. from having to to uh, speak, and uh, they were just frightened. Uh, I understand that they weren't. It wasn't to value judgment about me, but but they were afraid of their own shadows, mm. and that was probably the negative uh, um, reaction that I, I had. The positive, the thing that surprised me so wonderfully well was that we'd done a better job than we thought we had with our lay people. Mm. And uh, our lay people came out stronger than goat's breath. Mm. <laughs> uh, we were so proud of the way our lay people stood and stood no matter what the cost may be. And it's really the lay people that, uh, to a large effect, turned this whole thing. Mm. And I thank God for them. Coming up on 40 years uh, of the beginning of that effort, any reflections? Well, yes, Um I marvel at what God has done, and we mentioned uh, to the people out there a minute ago the fact that there's been a monumental sea shift in the seminaries. Normally, a, a seminary begins adrift in a leftward direction, and it never writes itself. Yeah. Um, they, you know, the number of those is legion. 
Uh, we had six seminaries, um, three of which never had been conservative to begin with, mm-hmm. uh, but which were definitely left-leaning in every way for all six of our seminaries to come back to an affirmation of the Word of God as believable and accurate and true um, is is pretty phenomenal. I believe only God could have done that, and uh, uh, honestly, almost cringe when I'm given some credit for it because I, I don't want to take credit for what only God could do. Hmm. That's ministry. Let's talk about your family, your mm-hmm. wife, and your kids. Happy to do that. Okay. Uh-huh. Uh huh. My wife is Dorothy. She is. Uh, um, I have one doctorate. She owns two. Okay. Um, I have about uh, 12 books and publications. She has about 20. Uh, so <clears throat> I've had to get used to that across the years. We were childhood sweethearts. We never had a date with anybody else. I first saw her when I was seven. She was six. I told my dad that was a girl I was going to marry. Try to be a man of my word. And uh, so uh, I did. And uh, she's been with me through all these years of ministry. Unbelievable. I have uh, a son and his wife, uh, who is now associate pastor of a, uh, of a Japanese-speaking church in uh, the Dallas area, and a son-in-law and a daughter and two granddaughters, uh, who um, is also pastor of a large church in the Dallas area. And uh, how long have you and your wife been married? We've been married 54 years, so there is some indication that it may make it. (laughs) Some indication. Yes, there is. Uh, It is Christmas time, and uh, one of the things that we like to do on the podcast this week at Christmas is to talk about your family traditions at Christmas. So you have older children now, but let's, let's think back to when your children were younger. What was Christmas like in the Patterson home? Well, Christmas in the Patterson home involved the Kelly home, too, which okay. was uh, my, my in-laws, and uh, my father-in-law was a mortician. Oh. A uh, nice man, last man in the world, ever let you down. <laughs> and um, he um, was um, a wonderful Christian man, and by virtue of working with people who were uh, always in sorrow and heartache, uh, he developed a wonderful rapport with just about everybody and particularly with kids okay and so uh listening to papa read the christmas story every every christmas uh my my children were not ever thinking about presents and and uh christmas trees and all that kind of thing they were looking forward to hearing papa read the christmas story Mm. and papa with great palm uh, a palm with great uh, uh, seriousness would approach the reading of the christmas story and give it his own interpretation as he went along mm. and my children loved it very very much mm. might just mention one other thing that uh, uh, part of our larger family which is the seminary family some years ago while i was pastor of first baptist church in uh, fayetteville arkansas i began to realize that my people knew so much about christmas that they didn't understand it at all <laughs> and uh, I, I started praying, uh, Dorothy and I started praying, Lord, what can we do to make this come alive to the people? And uh, so it hit on, uh, we, we hit on the fact that what I was going to do was preach a series of sermons beginning in November on uh, the uh, characters of Christmas, but I was going to do it uh, for a monologue mm. in full costume. Oh. 
And uh, we had some people, of course, at the University of Arkansas were very good at costuming and makeup. And so they they put all this together, and I wrote the the first-hand account of what I remember from Joseph and Mary and um, and Simeon, and uh, I did Herod from Hell. That was mm. pretty shaking, and uh, and the shepherd, a shepherd from the hillside, and one of the Magi. And uh, I did it all first person, all biblical exegesis, but from first person. And uh, I never even told my people I was going to do it. I just came in the first day dressed as a shepherd, sat down next to a deacon who took one look and got up and moved. <laughs> uh, and um, uh, so my people were shocked. Minister of Music was in on it, and he said, well, I don't know where the pastor is. Uh, yeah, it's time for him to preach. And that's when I stood up, and I identified myself as a shepherd from the hillside. I've done those for years and years now. I do one every Christmas at, um, at seminary. And uh, we have found that it opens people's eyes to see in a new way the Christmas story. Mm, that's wonderful. And so that I would mention is something we do with our broader family. Okay. What about um, now that your children are older, what does Christmas look like? Is that transition from young kids to old kids? Uh, they all love to come back. Um, and, uh, and, and so uh, we try every year to get together at, at our house because that's easier for us old people, but, hmm. uh, the, uh, the, the, the young people that are now, of course, approaching 50 themselves, they love to come back. They love to bring their kids back. And, uh, we have a considerable time together around the word of God and, uh, we're not much of a singing family, but we even do a little bit of that. And, uh, and, and it's a time which is precious to us every year at Christmas. Uh, tell us a favorite Christmas memory with your grandkids. Uh, favorite Christmas memory with our grandkids. Well, I think I can do that. It's <laughs> kind of a funny one. Um, my wife uh, got into for years. She would outfit everybody for family pictures at Christmas time, and we would all get the same outfit. Okay. Uh, so maybe one year we'd have a Hawaiian Christmas, okay. and uh, so all the ladies would be decked out in their Hawaiian dresses, and <laughs> men would come in in our Aloha shirts and so forth, and, and every year was something different, um, uh, and sometimes it related to something that they had seen in the movies or whatever, but always something different, and everybody was, was adorned the same way. We teased my wife about it a little bit too much, and so <laughs> one year she outfitted all the women and gave nothing to the men. <laughs> So all of us, uh, which included Chuck Kelly, the president of New Orleans Seminary, or her brother, and everybody else, we decided, we got together and we said, well, this is just not right for <laughs> us not to have uh, uh, similar clothing with, uh, with the ladies. And so we decided that it would be a shirtless Christmas for us. <laughs> and we all came down for the, for the family picture with no shirt on. <laughs> I need to say that was not the happiest Christmas we ever spent. <laughs> Did they take the picture? They took the picture. Where could we get our hands on that picture if we wanted it? I think I think that's been put in the uh, realm of not to be opened in the year 34. Okay. 
Well, you're listening to Truth and Love, a podcast of ACBC. If you would like more information about Dr. Patterson and his ministry at Southwestern, you can find them at swbts.edu. If you'd like more information about ACBC, you can visit us at biblicalcounseling.com. And from all of us here at ACBC, we wish you and your family a very Merry Christmas.